You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, what's happening? Oh, AK, good day, good day. Everything's been good around here. April, it is April right now. We yep. are rocking and rolling. A fundraising month, really. Fundraising, the beginning of it for sure, fundraising month. We uh, we come into April ready to raise some monies for our Junior Golf Foundation and uh, got off to a big bang uh, this past week. We were... April 7th, the first day of the Masters, we did our 19th annual golf ball yeah. uh, at the Alumni Center here in Columbia, South Carolina. And first time first time in, in two years we've been able to do it. We lost 20 and 21 because of the pandemic, so it was good to get everybody back under one roof and uh, raise some money. You were there with us. You had a good time, I think. I had a great time, and I got to see people I have not seen in a long time, which was really cool. Um, I mean, I could – Name drop, but the golf pros I haven't seen them forever. I'm going to say the food selection's outstanding and the bar placements are good. You've got one in the back left corner. You got one right by the silent auction items, and then you got one as you walk up. So yeah, well, kudos. you know the thing about it that's our second time in there. You know we've been at the fairgrounds forever, and yeah. we we went there in 19. Uh, so we kind of had to learn the whole layout again and kind of figure it all out again. It was kind of like we'd done it for the first time. It was actually the second time. But, yeah, man, you know, four or 500 people under one roof. The, the It's a golf party. It is a golf party. Uh, uh, superintendents and industry people. And, I mean, it was just it was good to see everybody back together and smiling. And So when you get to industry people, I did notice on the superintendent side of the world on Twitter, there, there were guys who were saying, hey, we're going to the Masters. What should we do? Guys from not in the Carolinas. And there were other superintendents, not from the Carolinas, saying you got to check out the Columbia Golf Ball, yeah. the Junior Golf, and uh, so it's kind of cool to see that it has a it's getting a bigger getting name. Feel. It's not just Columbia. Well, and that's what we want. I mean, you know, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a golf party. We we come and we wine and dine you. Uh, we have silent auctions, and and the silent auction is available for anybody. You don't have to be on site. You can get online through yeah. our Qtego site and and go bid on those items and and for for next year. And then you know we have a, we have raffle tables in there that you do have to be on site for. And then obviously a live auction that goes on too. So what are the odds of Harold Pickerel winning that dog again? Man, I think three times now, yeah. either through auctions or raffles, he's yep. won that dog. Yes, uh, and I, I got to tell you, man, I, I it, good for him because he was he was a big supporter that night. And, no you doubt, know, that was a, that was good. That was awesome. It it broke my wife's heart because she wanted that dog after we took care of him the night before. But uh, there are so many good items, items that you can't get on the street, so to speak. But that dog, yeah, the dog's always a popular one. Dog's popular. Yeah. Dog's popular. And uh, so it was good, man. It was good to have everyone back. We're still finalizing our numbers as far as, you know, net, pro- net monies that night. But like everything else, things have gotten more expensive. So we're, we're going to figure that out. But, again, you know, uh, these monies go towards our junior golf program, obviously, and the junior golf programs in the state. But we're, we're most excited about the fact that we're going over a million dollars in scholarship money, wow. educational scholarship money given out this summer. We've gone over a million dollars now. So That's impressive. In fact, y'all had uh, Bobby Hathaway's daughter in there, a scholarship yeah. recipient. Holland. Holland yeah. Hathaway was there. She got to speak a little bit. And, yeah. You know, it's 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 been a good program. I mean, shoot, Kirk Page who works uh, with us. He he was a scholarship recipient. He's come full circle. So. Scholarship recipient, two time USGA intern. And yep. 
Yep. So it was good. It was. It's a good cause. It's it's one of our biggest fundraisers. And again, glad to be able to get back and thank everybody for being a part of it. That was there and, and was a part of it. If you can get there, you should. It's just a good time. Yep. It's a it's a good breakthrough to kind of get you going for the Masters, of which we just finished up. And our boy Scotty Scheffler did some work, didn't he? He did. He did. So some I did see a social media post. About his putting on the 18th. Yeah, 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 man. He's getting ready for member guest season. Getting That's that handicap funny. right. Yeah, getting that right. Well, <laughs> I guess if you're going to four putt any point in time, that was the time to do it with the, with the lead he had and still yeah. win by three. So, congratulations to him. But, you know, that, that weekend also, as Masters was finishing up, our staff rolls right into our, our part of the Monday after the Masters that we, we take place of. And, yeah. um, again, that was back for the first time in two years. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach, to be exact. Yeah, true. The barefoot die course up there. Um, we've been there for years and years and years now. And, you know, we used to do bring in 32 six-man teams or six-person teams and, and, and do it all in one day on Monday, and it made for an eight- or nine-hour round of golf, and yeah. it was a long day. So this year they, they broke it up into two-day event. They, they split the field, and one part played the die course on Sunday, and the other part played on Monday. And yes. uh you know, our crew, we took six of us down there total, and, and we help we help with all the – whatever we need to help with. You know, we're the benefactor of, of their monies that they raise and have been for years, our foundation. So, we actually go down and help with all the cart rentals and the radio rentals and any kind of tournament ops that they need during the time. And yeah. um, it was good. Two-day event. We got done, you know, before dark, which was a difference for us this year. So, it was good. It was good to see them back. I think everybody had a good time. Darius and the rest of the band, Hootie and the Blowfish, were all there. And did you get to interact with any celebrities, or were you starstruck by any celebrities? Well, let me tell you, one person I walked down. I walked the had to walk down the tournament office on Sunday afternoon. I hear this guy in front of me walking down these stairs, and these heels are just banging. And I, I'm like, I got ready to say something to him about walking hard down the stairs, and he he got to the bottom and hung a left, and I saw it was Ric Flair. <laughs> so woo, he can do whatever he wants to do baby so no, was, uh, awesome. but yeah it's you know we get to see a lot of these folks but i don't i'm not that guy i don't like to get in there and bother yeah, them and, yeah. and get involved but you know that they, they're nice enough to come and be a part of it and and, and most of them are, are great individuals and have a good time and very very uh very a big part of what we do and the monies that are raised for that thing they, that's right at the auction island they sold an eighty thousand dollar golf cart did they really? The golf cart's not worth eighty thousand. Somebody paid eighty thousand dollars for the golf cart. Was Joe Rice buying? Can you imagine? Okay. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that's the kind of support they get down there. It was really yeah. cool, really yeah. cool. So we got done with that, um, and now as you and I speak, we we've got a tent down at the Heritage, and and that we sponsor the Golf Association Foundation sponsored that tent and in support of the Heritage Classic Foundation that are such big partners of ours. Yeah, as we record this. Biff's going to walk out the door and head down there as soon as Down there, yep, yep. And it's, uh, you know, a little different for us. We're, we're, this this tent's always been kind of open to the public in years past, and we've we changed that up a little bit to kind of go with every other tent that's down there. And, and we're going to have sponsors and friends and friends of sponsors that are going to be coming through, so we'll be entertaining the rest of this week. But it's a pretty cool place to be for four days. And we are recording this prior to the Heritage, and it's going to come out the day after the Heritage. But – Good luck to William McGirt, Lucas Glover, Kevin Kisner, Ben Martin, Scott Brown, Wesley Bryan, Bill Haas, Jonathan Bird, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Neesmith, and Bryson Nimmer. Pretty good showing from the South Carolina boys, huh? That's not bad. That's that's pretty cool. It yep. uh, just gives you an example, again, of what we are producing through our junior programs, and, and, and they keep on coming. I know we've had a, we had a big wave of them to begin with, but we've got more and more coming out and – uh, you know, Andrew Novak's a former amateur yeah. champion. and we, we, Andrew's not on that list. And I was thinking about Bryson Nimmer, the last one. That was, that was in their Thursday tea time order, by the way, not alphabetical. Gotcha. But I remember interviewing Bryson for Camp Reward at the Players' Championship one year. It, it was a 
program where two kids from each chapter we would send to a summer camp in Florence, and it's just I don't even know. I don't think we do it anymore. But Bryson was definitely a recipient, yeah. and uh, somewhere we got him on video talking about. Yeah, that. it's it's awesome. It's just awesome to see those, those names and all good friends of ours and uh, supporters of us. And so it's we we'll look forward to get down there and cheering on our South Carolina family and, and making sure they hopefully they do well this week. So. That's right. Um, so yeah, not, not a whole lot of tournament activity the first few weeks of April, but boy, we finished with a bang. We we come in at, at go to the Trescott. We got the Trescott at Musgrove uh, the day after this 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 comes out, and uh, that's our team championship for the SCGA. And Kirk Page and I are heading down to Sea Island to go help officiate the SEC championship the rest of the week. And then the next weekend, April twenty three and twenty four, we got our player series at Cherokee National. Man, uh, and then come right behind there the the twenty six. We got the forty plus series at the Reserve at Lake Kiwi. That'd be nice. And then we finish up April and April the twenty eighth. We got the first of two U.S. Open qualifiers at Columbia Country Club. So, man, yeah, like I said, not much to begin with, but boy, we come in, we come in firing towards yeah, the end, and, that and then time of year, you jump wanna... into May and game game on. Yeah. So, just hold your hold on. That's it. But you know, you know pretty good timing for the release uh, or the introduction of the the this next off the hosel episode. Yeah. Bill McDonald, Coach. Coach McDonald. Coach McDonald for the South Carolina Gamecocks, and, and just so happens it's coming out on the Monday of the SEC Championship, yep. which, like I said, Kirk and I will be down there helping with. So so he will get he can address you if there's any issues. With yeah, he'll probably let me know. You know how he is, too. I'm sure he'll <laughs> pull me to the side. But, man, what a great talk. Uh, yeah. What a great individual. Been with Gamecocks for a long time. I, I forgot how long he'd been there now, so it's, it's pretty incredible. I won't lie. I didn't realize he had been there that long once we got to talking. But there's some other good stories. Junior golf, you know, recruitment college golf it's, it's just a good time it's good to have him on there uh you know like i said we, we had larry penny on earlier in, in our, our episode so good to, good to balance that out with some south carolina gamecock love in there and right. hope everybody enjoys listening to coach talk a little bit with us together the south carolina golf association the south carolina junior golf association and the south carolina junior golf foundation strive to promote preserve and grow the game of golf in south carolina Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Coach Bill McDonald, thank you, sir, for joining us off the hosel. Thanks for having me. Uh, congrats. You just got in from a victory. Correct. <laughs> I expected you to walk in the door playing a guitar. Leaves the flag, you. you know. Yeah. Well, I do know G, C, and D, E minor. Um, e, I can play a little yeah, bit of guitar. you can get around. Yeah. Play some four chord songs but yeah a little bit of bluegrass i we 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 didn't lose the tournament we didn't win it i feel like it, it was the weirdest golf tournament we've ever played in we had four teams tie and we had a crazy playoff and then um tell us again the tournament where were we we were at the hootie hootie at bulls, bulls bay, bay yeah. and uh we ended up determining us as co-champions with east tennessee state because it was getting a little bit dark <laughs> after trying to play for uh for a trophy more or less but um, but still, yeah, a good week for our guys. We we struggled yesterday, but we, first two rounds we played really well. well. Congratulations! So, I want to know how did you get started in golf? First, who introduced you? 
my dad uh, was in the carpet business in Dalton, Georgia, and uh, was in sales. He was encouraged to play golf. Both my mom and dad are from farming families in southwest Georgia. My dad had never really played growing up, but uh, I just tagged along with him, uh, three or four years old. I was uh, I first off started trying to play left-handed, I think, from what the – Are you left-handed? I am. Okay. Yeah, I throw, throw a ball left-handed. I, I kick right-footed. I, when I played football, I was – a quarterback and I threw through the left hand but 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 kicked and punted uh, with my right foot I was kind of all messed up but um <laughs> as most left-handers are <laughs> yeah yeah um my mom said when I was a kid I used to stare at like like things and try to figure out which hand to use I think I was uh, ambidextrous something like that yeah. but um my dad got me started and then um very fortunate that I grew up at Dalton Country Club uh Lowell Fritz is is uh a legend was a legend over there he passed away this past year but um is that a golf pro he was the golf pro taught me from the time i was five six years old to uh, all the way through college and um and and really i was i was i played a lot of different sports i was playing baseball and football and basketball and i was pretty good at golf but i wasn't really that serious about it um, I was I was really thought I was going to be a, a a quarterback in college. That was that was. Uh, you look like a quarterback, you know, Dan Marino, Brett Favre look over there. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> see that. I was I, I I thought I was some kind of badass quarterback. I really did. And uh, and all we were doing was just running the option. And and I was I was, <laughs> I, but I thought I was great. And and my dad after the spring game of my freshman year high school, my dad sat me down. And he goes, "You're not that fast." He goes, you think you are, but you're not. He goes, you're not going to be that big. He goes, you're done growing. He goes, I think you need to to focus on golf. And I was so mad at him. I'm like, that, that's not that's not what I want to do. But um, and 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 football in Dalton is 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 like a big deal, right? It's not quite Valdosta in Georgia, but it's it's pretty close to yeah. it. And, and so to go to Coach Chapel and tell him I wanted to in 1982 to tell him 81 or so to tell him that I wanted to to just play play golf you did, nobody did that back then were you a junior senior uh, i was a i know i was a it was in the end of my freshman oh, year was freshman year. okay yeah and um so my, my freshman year of football I, I played quarterback strong safety i punted i kicked off and i returned i never came off the field wow and Iron i was man. and i was like I, but but it wasn't like that i mean i just that's just what you know somebody needs to return a kick okay right. i'll go do it <laughs> but um so the 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 thing was, I mean, I just, I just really thought in my mind I was going to be the best quarterback to ever come out of Dalton, Dalton Georgia. And then um, I started real. I, I kind of listened to my dad, and I, and I, th- I thought, well, maybe I am pretty good at golf. And and I, a, a year later, I was number one ranked player in the country. Really? I, I tore, yeah, tore it up. And and I, I took that mentality, the the, the football mentality, into golf. Originally, I was I, I gambled a lot on the side. Worked at Burger King and, and did all when I was when I was number one in the country in 1983. I was working at Burger King and at Carpet Mills, and I was um, also um, you know trying to play. And so, back up. You got I got some questions before you go any further. Burger King, how was that? It was incredible because no one no one really ever explained to me what extra was. They never quantified that. So if you came in and ordered extra pickle. You got extra pickle. You got twenty five pickles. <laughs> okay, or lettuce. If you wanted extra lettuce, it might be the, the whole bag full of lettuce. And, and what you always really tried to do was, you, 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 if you're going to go that route, 
make sure it's through the drive through because right you wanted them on I seventy five down the road <laughs> before they turn around and realize this guy just put. I think the boy from Jimmy John's made my sandwich the other day. I trained underneath you because I got a bunch of extra pickles when I asked for yeah. extra pickles. Uh, yeah. So in my training, I no one ever said you know this is what extra is. They just you know. So you're grinding out, playing golf only, gambling on the golf course. No, oh, or yeah. betting football. Which one are you doing? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, gambling. No, I never, on the golf I, no, just I, I, I never gambled on anything, but but my my game. Right, and working Burger King. Mm-hmm. Oh, Burger King, man, yeah. that's crazy. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I've I've heard so many stories about good golfers back in their younger days that came from a little bit of a gambling, a little bit of gambling mm-hmm. while they're on the golf course. I mean, going mm-hmm. out there and playing for five dollars a hole when you ain't got five dollars in your pocket, you know, yeah, that right. make you play real hard. Uh, it's yeah. a lot, a lot of, a lot of stories start from there. Well, that was me, and 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 I really point I wanted to make was that I, I took a lot of that mentality, uh, like I, I was uh, very um, confrontational early on, and I, I think my my competitive career, I, I just was, um, I, I just felt like you needed to almost get in a fist fight. My other question was number one ranked junior in the country. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in nineteen eighty one or two? Because there's not golf stat or junior golf scoreboard. It was 1983, okay. and the AJGA only back then it only had like five or six events. Right, you know they have that many a week now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I won the I actually won the Junior Heritage that year. Nice. That was a three day event at yeah. Harbortown wow. in 1983. Wow, you, wow, yeah. I did not know. Did that. you know that? No, I didn't I either. And um, so I won. I won state high school that year. Won the Junior Heritage. Won the state junior. I was a semifinalist at the U.S. Junior, second at the the Southern Junior, man, and some, and I think I think second okay. at Future Masters. I, I I had a really good run there. If I'm doing my math and right now, you're still only like in ninth or tenth grade. No, I'm a, I'm a that's my junior. Your junior, I'm a junior. That's why I yeah. don't do math. Yeah, I graduated yeah. from high school in '84. Okay, and um, and so you know that that really was was I, I just kind of. Sort of shot through the rankings there. You definitely did. I didn't. I, I want to know what you did that year to propel up the. You know, and you just listed it all, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good. Dothan, Alabama, was that still the junior yeah. master? I mean, that hadn't changed. No. Wow. I started going to Future Masters when I was twelve, and um, it was kind of like a family vacation kind of thing. But we, I played in it for six, seven years, and then. Uh, so yeah, I was I was uh, all of a sudden you know a, a pretty highly ranked or, or very highly ranked junior, junior player and, and getting a lot of uh, um, attention from from coaches and that kind of thing. And you ended up choosing Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Who else was in the running? I know you said. Well, we- I was. Um, so so it was really interesting when I was being recruited. I was uh, my dad loved Dean Smith, loved North Carolina. Okay, but he was a, a, a Georgia Tech guy. He he went to Georgia State. Simply because back then Tech didn't have a business school, and um, but but we we liked both University of Georgia and and Tech. It was it was I was a complete dumbass. I, I very very not very good at math. I'm still not. Okay. So I never really even considered Georgia Tech. I'm like like I can't I can't right. do, I can't do engineering, and um, so it it came down really to three schools for me initially. It was University of Georgia, North Carolina, and Oklahoma State. And so, um, on my recruiting visit to North Carolina, um, uh, Devin Browse picks me up, and and at the airport in Raleigh, and and he says, "Hey, do you, do you want a caddy for Jack Nicholas today?" They have a, f- a fundraiser. Jackie Junior was on the team, and they have a fundraiser at Finley Golf Course. Huh. And uh, I'm like, well, "Of course." I mean, I mean, I love me some Jack Nicholas. Sure. So we go pick him up at the hotel, and and um, 
I, and I get to caddy for, for Nicholas that day. And, really? And, uh, yeah. First time meeting him probably, right? Big, big green and white. Yeah. Um, green, white McGregor bag and, and all that. Remember the Muirfield golf ball? Yep. He was playing that ball. Wow. And, uh, he could not have been nicer. We, we, we play the round and, and everything and, or he plays the round and we, we just had a great time. And, uh, that later that evening, um, Davis Love picks me up at the hotel and says, we want to go, uh. And we'll go hang out with Michael Jordan tonight. Um, okay, he, he hold on, time my, out, time out. I know Bill well. Are you telling the truth right now? This is the truth. Okay, okay. Please continue. I, this is an awesome story, but I just don't want to make sure you pull pulling my leg. I okay. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I, uh, so Davis, Davis picks Lowe, you up. He's going he, to see He Mike. picks me up at the hotel and says, Michael Jordan wants to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, because he gotten hooked on golf. Davis had, um, yeah, had um, given Michael some clubs and and gotten him started, but more or less with the game, he was fascinated with it. So in 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 one given day, I caddy for Jack Nicholas, <laughs> and that night I'm having beers and talking golf with with Michael Jordan. That's amazing. And, and you it, ended it, up at Georgia Tech, right? Oh, there's a there's another. So so. During this period where I'm working at Burger King and doing some things and gambling a lot, okay, my, my dad had, had uh, taken a, on a situation where he, he basically didn't get paid for two years. He was he was running a division that um, I, I needed a full full ride basically, yeah. and so um, we 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 kind of disagreed on the scholarship amount, and I won't go into a lot of detail about that, but um, that's the main reason I didn't go to North Carolina, and then um, so. I, I next I go out to Oklahoma State and I mean loved it out there. I got I got to watch uh, Oklahoma State played um, Nebraska. You know the coach uh, the, who the football coach was at Oklahoma State, Jimmy Johnson. Oh wow! And Nebraska that year had Turner Gill. They were number one in the country. Turner Gill, Irving Fryer, Mike Rozier. Man. They were number one in the country. So I got to see that game, and then I'm hanging out with. Uh, Scott Verplank and all those guys. And I, I mean, it just seemed like, a, you know, that, that was a neat trip. But Puggy, the whole time, I'd known Puggy. Puggy used to work for the AJGA, and I'd, I'd known him through that um, relationship. And um, he's he, the whole time he's like, hey, you know, make, make sure Tech's your last visit. So I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I always like Georgia Tech. I mean, I'll at least do the courtesy of a visit. And when it's time to go down there, he says, uh, "Hey, we'll we'll come pick you up. Just be out at Dalton Country Club." And I'm like, "Well, I don't. That doesn't make any sense. It's an hour and a half away. I can drive down." Well, I'm out there just chipping and putting around the putting green and and expecting him to show up. Well, a helicopter comes flying in and lands next to the putting green at Dalton Country Club, and he gets out of the helicopter. Wow! And he says, "You you want to go to Atlanta?" And I'm like. Well, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, only helicopter ride I've ever had in my life. Wow. And so, I get in, get in this helicopter, and we fly down, and we we fly over all the golf courses we're going to play, Athletic Club, Atlanta Country Club, all that kind of stuff. Flew out to Stone Mountain. That was kind of neat. Land on the 50-yard line of Grant Field. Land in the stadium. Really? On a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe. Get, get out of the helicopter, and Homer Rice, the, the AD time, says, Bill, I'm sorry, but the mayor couldn't make it. <laughs> And I've got a handwritten note from Mayor Andrew Young saying, Bill, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. And they put me in the Ramblin' Wreck car, go riding around the the uh, the campus. 
And then that night, I end up at a, um, they got me in a, like a presidential suite at a uh, fancy hotel downtown, just by myself with a robe and my name wow. on it and all this stuff. Wow. And everything we did is illegal now. I was about it's, to it's say. Called, it's called excessive entertainment. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, that, we're talking 1984, 84, 85? Fall of 83. Fall of 83. Man. And they're whining and dining you. Man, imagine yeah. what they did to like the big-time football players and what have you back oh. in the day. Yeah. So I no still, kidding. I still felt like I, I didn't, I didn't belong there. I mean, I, I, this math thing is, and, and all, has kind of got me a little bit worried. And so, I had a really good friend who was an SAE at Tech, and Bobby Jones, by the way, was an SAE mechanical engineer and grad George Tech. And they take me into the SAE house and put me in um, this room underneath a huge oil painting of, of Bobby Jones. They called it the Bobby Jones room right. back then. I'm sure they still do. And I just was mesmerized by it, and I just love Bobby Jones and the whole all the history and stuff. And so uh, they said, Bill, you know, we want you to be an SAE, and we're going to take care of you. So I, I took that to be that that maybe they might take tests for me or something. Right, know. right. But no, they, they, <laughs> did. they never did. No, 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 I was never an SAE. Puggy wouldn't let us join a fraternity anyway. But it, it was it, it gave me a, a a sense of like you know I I can I belong here. You and had so, some success at Georgia Tech. I mean you. Two-time All-American. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, and, and my, my freshman year, I won three times. My my first semester, I won twice, and or we were on the quarter system back then. And true to form, I make a one-three my my first quarter. I, uh, failed failed calculus by point. Um, made a D in biology, and told told my dad I was going to turn pro. <laughs> he said, "You'll be at the carpet mill tomorrow morning at six a.m. Right. We're not going to talk about that, but." Um, yeah, and then I, I won again. I think my my sophomore year, I had a really bad case of mono my junior year. Um, but then my senior year, I, I, I finished second in NCAA's. Had a good finish there. And I I gotta be honest, I, I'm doing a little bit of research for today. I you know I had no idea when I saw that runner up finish in NCAA championship. That's the first I'd heard of that. I didn't had no clue. That's who who did who'd you lose to? EJ Fister from Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, that was an interesting tournament in the fact that I, I started out, I shot 77 the first round, and then I was the only player in the field to break 70 the next two rounds. I actually had a two-shot lead going into the oh, wow. final round. That's some of the best golf I've, I've ever played in my life was those um, those middle two rounds of that tournament, North Ranch out in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a way to finish up your college career. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, I, I really uh, – uh, you know, we had a good team, and, and the – I'll never forget the experience on the back nine of having the, the team had a chance to win the national championship, and then I had a chance. You know, I'm right in the thick of it as well. Uh, really, one of the coolest experiences I've had as, as a golfer. How about some of the notable names from some of your college teammates throughout the years? Anybody that was, was Rhymer on there? Oh yeah, yeah, Rhymer, Trip Eisenhower. Um, my freshman year, we won the ACC. Um, we had we had. Several All Americans, Nacho Gravas from Spain. Okay, um, Ignacio was his real name. We called him Nacho. Nacho. <laughs> um, Bob McDonald, different spelling, but um, uh, we were um, we were good friends. Still are. Uh, Jay Nichols. We had we had a, we had a group back then that that, that really kind of came together and winning that ACC championship in 1985, beating beating North Carolina with the, the, the you know Davis Love and and all that. But like one of, one of the so so. My my first college win was at Duke. It was my second second tournament, and I'm playing with Davis, 
Okay, we're this this was some incredible look here. We had we had Virginia Techs out there in pink pants and and a, and a maroon shirt. We're in yellow sans belts and a blue blue stripe kind of shirt. North Carolina's in in their 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 Baby. North Carolina blue yeah. and, and a white shirt. We we look like a, an Easter egg. <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> and uh i bet that was awesome i birdied um i i finished eagle birdie birdie to to win oh, that wow. to win that tournament that wow. was that was my second collegiate event that i played in and that was that was a neat way to th- get things started but um yeah i loved college golf i just uh the camaraderie the the the, the friendships all that kind of stuff and I, I but i never really thought i i would coach you know i just yeah. i just had so much fun playing and um then obviously thought i'd i'd, I'd play um, professionally and, and have a career doing that, but uh, looking back on it, I think I think part of my love for for what I do right now was, was fostered in, during those years. Well, before we get to your coaching experiences, now you you played some professional golf. You went out mm-hmm. there and did that for a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. I think we saw the the South African tour, the Canadian tour, nationwide. Did you get it? Did you make the big tour? To- no, nope, never, never got- did. I, I never made it past second stage of qualifying. I broke a bone in my hand my third year out and had a um, screw put in my hand. I, I shattered a metacarpal joint um, right before tour school. My third year, I was uh, the that I was playing. I, I played, you know, I played in South Africa in 1990. Um, one of the coolest experiences I had down there was Mandela. Nelson Mandela was released from prison that that when I was down oh, there wow. when we were playing and that was uh that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was for me for me being 22 23 years old, I think I turned 23 while I was down there. The that that experience really was was from a just out of college, going to South Africa, the all the political stuff going mm-hmm. on, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things, but um and the golf was incredible. That was that was just a, just a, a great experience overall. But um, yeah, I went up to Canada for a little bit, and I played just a lot of like like back then. It was it was TC Jordan and Hooters yep, tour stuff. Yep, I'm sure yep, y'all yep. remember some of that. I did a little bit of that, and then um, I just loved beating balls. I, 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 always, I was yeah, and um, my hands started bothering me a little bit that summer before uh, things kind of tore. Um, tore loose with it and, and it just uh um ended up you know, shattering that that little joint in there mm. had a screw put in it and, and uh fused with cadaver bone chips and that was kind of when you realized that was that was the end of the, the yeah the experience yeah there uh-huh. and you came back as an assistant at georgia tech mm-hmm. is that right 94 95 yeah. or somewhere in there mm-hmm. uh i tried a stint my, my dad has a good friend my dad had a good friend that was in the uh, chemical business i tried selling chemicals for eight, nine months, and I was terrible at that. Not uh, a salesman. No. And uh, so I, I called Puggy. I went back to tech. I, I, I really thought for, for a little bit there I might be a biomechanist. I was tech. They were doing a lot of things to get ready for the, the 96 Olympics. And uh, I was hanging out in the biomechanics department a lot and just, just kind of tinkering with some things. And then I started teaching on the side because I think I made $12,500 as a – right. Um, an assistant and then i made uh uh the mistake of of just charging people a little bit of money and got got hooked on that so, well i was looking through and i mean it, it 
basically for about a 10-year span there, you you were a, a, a director of instruction of some sort of, at multiple different facilities. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. one that jumped out at me, though, from, from 96 to 98, you were actually here in Columbia at the University Club. Yeah. Director of, I, I didn't, how did that, how did you get there? So, so Puggy, Puggy took the job over here at Carolina um, the year I was working with him. Okay. And so, uh, spring of 95, and <clears throat> I'd already started giving enough lessons and everything to where I kind of had my own little thing going in Atlanta, and I wasn't going to come with him over here. Uh, but that connection continued in the sense that we, we did camps. I still would come over and do camps with him right. and that kind of thing. And then um, the, the university club, which Cobblestone now, had yep. just had only been open a couple of years. But he brought me over and said they needed a, a, a golf instructor. And um, so met with um, met with those guys and ended up moving over here and, and had a great couple of years. It was, I, 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 for whatever reason, I, yeah. I, I never knew that until I saw that or the day. And then mm-hmm. so, so you, did, you went through your director of instruction phase for, like I said, about 10 years or so. But then you came back. As an associate head coach at South Carolina mm-hmm. with Puggy, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was um, I was teaching in Atlanta. I was part owner of a of a, a company called Accelerized Golf. We had a um, I'm sure y'all know Oswald Drawdy. Oh, I was going to uh, ask. Oswald about that. and I were, yeah. were were partners in this, and we had an indoor facility, and we developed some technology, um, and and had had some things going over there. And then on the side, also, I was doing um, artificial putting greens. So being from Dalton, you know, that's where that stuff's made. And so I was doing a little bit of that on the side. And so you, I, you still got any insight track to putting surfaces <laughs> from Dalton, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. need some help? I, want, I would love to. Yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. Um, so Puggy had brought me over to, to look at behind the old Sarge Fry baseball field. There was a little practice area for the golf team there, Carolina. And they they couldn't ever get the grass right, so he wanted me to, to to look at doing an artificial green or two out there. So this is June of 2006, and I'm out there, and it's hot as it usually is around here. And um, he comes over and he says, "Hey, um, I want you to come talk to Eric Hyman, the AD at the time." He goes, "He goes, I'm thinking about making a little shift in what I do, you know, maybe a little more fundraising, a little something else." He was working a lot with Duvall back then, and, and Duvall had had a little bit of a comeback. And He goes, you know, might want to see if you want to come over here and coach or whatever. And I'm like, well, I mean, I just want to get out of the heat. I do anything. And so, so I go go stumbling, fumbling into the round, into the roundhouse. And uh, I, next thing you know, I'm sitting there talking to Eric Common about coming over here to coach. And I don't, I don't know if this is serious or not. I, don't, I really don't. And he goes, he goes, you ever been a head coach? I go, no. <laughs> and um, he goes, well, what do you think qualifies you to be the head coach at the University of South Carolina? And I go, well, I go, I've been in the game my whole life. And I said, as far as I'm concerned, if you want to whip Clemson and Georgia's ass, you hire a Georgia Tech guy. <laughs> there you go. And, and Eric doesn't laugh much, but he kind of went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so then, I mean, I thought this whole thing was just kind of, I didn't, wasn't taking it very serious, you know. You're just looking for air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm driving home that afternoon with uh, one of the guys, the crew that was over there shaping this green and everything. And I said, I don't know what in the heck just happened, but I think I might have interviewed for the South Carolina job. Uh, something weird just happened. And um, and I w- went to the National Club Pro Championship 
about two weeks later and I get a call while I'm up there and Puggy and um, Eric had offered me the associate head coaching job. And you've been here um, ever since. I had a one year deal. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and I shut down I shut down two teaching businesses in Atlanta, sold my house and moved my family over here. Wow. For a one year deal. I wanted to coach. I, I always wanted to coach. That's awesome. After I after I really you know, kind of got over the fact that I wasn't going to play for a living. Um, teaching was was good. It was a passion for sure. But I had burned myself out. I was given 2,500 lessons or so a year. And, and I just had reached the point where I, I just was God, I was man. just doing too much. And, and so the whole combination of things, um, I li- I'd lived in Columbia before, loved it over here, and um, it, it just was a, a good good timing. All right, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And this is why I questioned whether that Michael Jordan story was true earlier. I did a podcast a year or two ago with Wesley, and he told me a cricket story. Mm-hmm. You want to tell the cricket story? I believe it was Bulls Bay, wasn't it? Or not? Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You and your boy, uh, he's back in Charleston now. Mike Burson. Mike Burson, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell that story. <laughs> well, we were, um, were on our way down to Bulls Bay playing the hootie and we're going down on a Friday the practice rounds on Saturday but we usually go down a little bit early on Friday just for them to practice and um Mike was was um we, we were that year we were staying in some um some villas or, or townhouses out on on uh, wild dunes and we were in a separate uh Mike and I were were staying we were staying with the Auburn coaches because of the the townhouse that the guys were in we didn't have enough room for us so it was just the team and then and mike and i are over in a, in a separate place so we had um we had two two vans back then um called them cocky cruisers that's a that's another puggy puggy le- legacy but um i took took the guys out of the golf course and i told told mike i said go go check us in and i said here's 20 bucks there's a bait shop down the street go get as many crickets as you can for 20 bucks and put them in Wesley's room. Oh, wow. And so, uh, he, he was glad to do that. So we, so we, we come back from, from practicing a little bit and, and everybody gets, gets in settled in that evening. And, um, I get a call from Clint Tollison, who was, um, Wesley's roommate. Wesley's roommate. And he, he's like, coach, he goes, we got a problem over here. I go, I go what's going on? He goes, we got crickets everywhere. He goes, they're all over the place. And I'm like, what in the world? I said, I said, what? I said, I said, you got a, is there a patio door open or something going on? He goes, I got no idea because there's crickets everywhere. So <laughs> they ended up, um, I think using a vacuum cleaner. Oh to get my those God. Things. I know so, Wesley talked about flushing a handful oh, of them. Yeah. But, yeah. I got to imagine that's like broken glass in, in your car. You know, you just, you can vacuum as long as you want. Yeah. You'll never get rid of it. I don't all. think they got them all. No, they, no, up, sure. Yeah. Can you imagine hearing them things all right. night long? Oh, right. that's brutal. We had a team, team meeting over there. And, uh, usually we always end our team meeting with a kind of like a huddle up and prayer type thing. Those things are just chirping away. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done that to a few other people. Have you? Well, it's a good, it's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That's only no telling what you've done. That's only what I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, Meat Fest. I got to oh, ask yeah. about Meat Fest. Mm-hmm. Man. I want to be part of Meat Fest. I do too. I've asked. I've offered to document it, video it, whatever it is to, to get in the door. But yeah, Meat Meat Fest uh, started my, my pretty much. I think my first year, Michael Burson was was my assistant back then, and we were. 
what what I would do a lot of times before we travel, we call it sack of meat. I would um, do like a some pork loins or something, and just just cut that up, and we'd carry that along, and just just Munch. just hammer the meat. Yeah, and um, and then it turned into one of those things where it's like, you know, man, we need to let, let's cook for the guy. Let's do something kind of over the top, and uh, and. I only thought I thought it was gonna be like a one-off thing, like you know we just cook, we just go cook whatever we could, and the guys loved it so much that we we termed it named it Meat Fest. Sure, it's great. And, um, I think they look forward to it. It's yeah. a bonding thing almost in my yeah. mind. Yeah, well, it's we've had up to to I mean, gosh, one year we we got into like sausages and cooked like I was about to say you put every there's options you don't stop till you get the meat sweats right. Yeah, yeah, no, we only have one side. What's and that? That, that? Mac and cheese. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's it. And then the rest is meat. So we did uh, – usually we do we do chicken, any kind of pork, um, uh, pork loins, uh, pork shoulder. We do uh, – I do, usually do a brisket. I'll do chili. I'll do, um, uh, you know, everything you can, you can possibly do. You smoking do. most of this? Mm-hmm. What are you smoking on? Uh, I've got a pit barrel, which okay. is like a drum yep. cooker. Yeah. Um, you know it's good. It's from Georgia, yeah. <laughs> right? It's it's a it's a three day exercise, pretty much. It's a lot of a lot of effort, but it's um, a couple years ago. This is really funny. We we did we decided to do tomahawk uh, ribeyes. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. And so so Ben Dietrich, my my assistant, I call him Bug. He he he's got. I got him one I, I, for his wedding gift. I gave him one of these. Um, with pit barrels, so we both okay. got pit barrels, okay. and we're thinking, hey, you know, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? And so we bought um, like fifteen tomahawk. They're like three and a half pounds oh, a yeah. piece. Huge. Okay, yeah. the real the real deal. And we're drilling holes into the the bones. We're gonna hang them. We're gonna smoke them for a little bit, and then we're gonna finish them off on the um, on his gas grill. Serum. We're over. Yeah, yeah. yeah Serum at the end. And so we got this whole thing figured out, and then so we got both of our our pit barrels out on his deck going, and we we had no idea how much fat was rendering off of oh, you know wow. three or four tomahawks at a time, mm-hmm. and so both of our pit barrels just exploded like flames. We got we got got, got we just got overwhelmed, you know, grease fire. Right. So so oh crap. So we pull these things off, and we're like we're like well, crap, what are we gonna do now? So 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 then we. We put them in the in the oven, try to keep them going, and the, and they barely, you know, they, they, we set off fire alarm in his in his in his house, and then and then we we um we don't know what to do that, so so it's so like well let's just throw them on the grill and and see if we can get them cooked somehow. It's one of the best steaks I've ever really had. We, yeah don't but, yeah. but we're we, not going through that process again we, no 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 but we literally almost burned his house down his deck and everything and then and then the guys show up and they're like oh this is great coach yeah we're like, it's easy you, you're, y'all got no clue you're over there like you got, yeah we just we're just losing our minds but yeah meat fest is a is a tradition unlike any yeah, other that's that great like a good one I love that so your teams that you've had through the years now you've had a bunch of them a lot of a lot of South Carolina representation on there mm-hmm. uh, which makes us proud as junior golf association and we've seen you at a lot of our events throughout the years and kind of eyeballing some of these kids they um they they they've you've got this thing to about a right now in fact right now six of your 10 players are from south carolina mm-hmm. and your assistant coaches from south carolina mm-hmm. so how, how important is the junior golf association is that something you concentrate on obviously with, with your your team and what you're trying to do yeah i mean and you're crazy not to i think you got you guys do such a good job i'm, I'm not just i mean y'all y'all have um 
great competition and um, a really great tournament schedule for these for these kids. And uh, one of my goals when I first got here in 2006 was I wanted to take over the state. Uh, and I don't think I've done it yet, but um, I'm trying. Right. And, and I think we've had some really good kids. And I, I want I want South Carolina kids. And, yeah. and I think uh, that's where I'm going to start every year recruiting. And my last two classes have been all, all South Carolina kids. So, um, you know, it, it's – to me, I'm, I'm an adopted son to some degree. Yeah. Like I, I love it here. I, I want to retire here. I don't. I don't ever want to leave this state. I love. The, I love the state of South Carolina, awesome. and I, and I, um, I think these kids take a lot of pride in that as well. You know, I think one of the greatest things, and Wesley's always been a proponent for us and, and everything mm-hmm. we've done. And you know, I think one of the big things he said back, you know, when he's coming through, and it's, he never had to go do the AJGA stuff. There was enough competition yeah. right here in our little state, that, and I think that's proven true, especially with this wave of players we've got coming through mm-hmm. now. It seems like they come in waves at times, but we've mm-hmm. got a, we've got a wave coming through right now, and uh, it's fun to watch. You mentioned earlier how much teaching you did director of instruction and, and that you did a lot of teaching and you enjoyed the teaching mm-hmm. when you get these kids here do you do you teach them or are they are you they've got instructors at home or wherever else they might be working with mm-hmm. how much do you how do you handle that how do you stay how do you toe that line yeah uh there have been some kids like i'm i'm their their teacher okay. when they get here like matt neesmith and i were shoulder to shoulder all the way through his college career um some kids don't want me to get anywhere near them which is fine. They've got their own their own deal going. Um, I will say that I'm hands on enough to where if I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm going to get involved. Gotcha. Because it's my. I feel like that's sort of my um, my job as as a. There, there. I've been involved in, in pretty high level competitive golf since I was 15 years old. So we're you know we're talking about 40 40 years or so. And and I don't. Um, there's some things about the game that I'm still still learning about, like like a lot of the new technology um, and everything, like with um, you know the force plates and the, the 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 ground ground movement and things like that. But but when it comes to like full swing mechanics and just kind of how to play the game, uh, I, I definitely want to be involved in that. And some players uh, really like that, and some some don't. So the, so the trick, and I think the answer to your question is is just getting enough trust and an understanding of the player to know when I can step in and right. when, I, when I can't. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. Y'all still work out with KT? Oh, yeah. The KT. Wolf Ken Taylor's the man. Yeah, we, uh, every Wednesday morning, we, we didn't do it this morning because we were traveling, but 6 a.m. with KT, he's the best. Yeah. Tsunami bar, y'all using that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a quick story on KT. We were at Columbia Country Club, had an event out there one year, and something happened in Ken's group and they, they got behind and and so I had to go up there and <laughs> tell them they were behind and mm-hmm. I, I I think I, I I made Ken a little upset when I did and he, the situation maybe he's having the game was bad whatever it was but and and he so I kind of I kind of got him out of his groove too I think when I said something which which sometimes happens when you have to make that 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 move but Alan and I were sitting under the scoring area under that awning kind of facing 18 green out there at Columbia Country Club and Ken was finishing up, and Ken comes off the green, putting green, and he is making a beeline to that scores table. Not necessarily sign that scorecard. He had some. He, he had some things he probably wanted to tell me, and uh, I looked at Alan. And I said, mm. "I said, well, Alan, this is 
this is one of the ass whippings I'm going to have to take, but I'm going to stay in my place. And I turn around, and Alan has already left the table and run around the corner and left me by myself. And uh, and KT let me know what he thought, and but we've been great friends ever since. But it was yeah. uh, it was one of those things. KT's a big boy. You see someone like yeah. that coming at you, buckle oh, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. No, he is a good one. He He's great, though. He's a great yeah. guy. I want to go back real quick to Orangeburg Country Club. Mm-hmm. That's Georgia South Cloud team matches. 1983. 1983. Who would you play that year? Uh, so on the way, so Frank Ford and um, a guy named Steve Mona. Okay, y'all probably remember Steve. Yep. He, he uh, they were, we were driving over to uh, to Orangeburg from Georgia uh, to play you oh, guys because Frank was employed Frank by was Georgia. Frank, Frank was Frank right. was yeah. was uh, yeah okay. And um, they're like uh, Bill. There's there's this kid. He was a couple years younger than me. There's this kid in 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 South Carolina that's that's going to whip your butt. His name's Charlie Reimer. And uh, I'm like, really? Right. Like, and and so, in the matches. In the ma- yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that didn't work out so well. You beat Charlie. Yeah. Because I remember him bringing yeah, that up yeah. at uh, his Hall of Fame speech, <laughs> yeah. you know, in Columbia. That's yeah. what Bill Guy here. We're at the yeah. SCGA office is doing this today, and I, I, yeah. I gave him the tour, and we've got all the Palmetto, all the uh, junior team match pitchers up on the wall, and there's there's big hit of Charlie up there on that 80, 83 pitcher. <laughs> Charlie's got his own podcast, and he, every now and then you get a Billy Mac story. Yeah. Uh, he keeps talking; he's gonna have you on. I wish he would do it. But well, we had a we had a. I mean, Charlie was uh, a teammate for two years. Um, you know, gosh, so talented, um, and and really, we that that. You know, back back then when you didn't have like social media and stuff like that, you. you Legends grew in a in a you you, you, yeah, you heard yeah. about people in a different way <laughs> right. so so it was kind of kind of neat to um, I remember um, Vic Lipscomb was the the head pro at Orangeburg and that 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 was some of the hottest weather I'd ever played in, in my life I'm like <laughs> there was no air moving. It's like 105 degrees. It's every something day. about Orangeburg. You could probably pull the map up right now. There's a thunderstorm in Orangeburg right now. It yeah. just gets hot. It gets that oh. lake between that lake over there. And yeah. what I like about Orangeburg is as nice as it is, and they've redone it. The bones yeah. are still there, and yeah. you can still look and remember. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so. I was, that's what's was getting yeah. ready to ask you. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a different Orangeburg than what you played back in right. the day. And I mean, mm-hmm. a bunch of money makes things happen. So, uh, do y'all get to go over there yeah. and play much as a team? Yeah, we go down there some. Okay. Um, like, it's, it's, I love what they've done to the place. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, good. It's, it's really cool. Tell us about your little practice facility you got down there on campus. Well, man, gosh, we built that in 2016, and uh, that's just been a gem for us. It's uh, uh, Bo Welling, the uh, noted architect, he he really um, designed a great, great little – what I wanted originally was I didn't want just a a place to hit balls. I wanted something where you could – you could play holes, you could hit different shots, you could do a lot of a lot of cool things out there. So, um, not only is it is it designed really well, Bo did a, just a, a great job, um, but it is in amazing shape. Yeah, we have we have literally, I think the best greens in the state. Oh wow! Like I'm talking about, like I was at Congaree a couple weeks ago. Our yep. greens are are every bit as good as. What kind as, of grass you got on wow. your greens? We got Tiff Eagle. Tiff Eagle and. Um, they do. They keep them all around around eleven, twelve every day. We can get them a little faster if we need to. Uh, five green complexes, a wedge range, um, double sided uh, palmetto trees, and mounted up in the middle so you can play like dogleg right, par four, dogleg left coming back. You can do do all kinds of things with it. It's uh, and and very very fortunate that Tim Flanagan, yeah, uh, from Forest Lake came over to to kind of help us grow the grass in. And I'd never. Um, been involved in anything you know 
it's amazing what you can do now, how you can sprig um, grass and be literally playing on it in, in, in a few few months. Yeah. No, it is so good. it's uh, it's turned out it's turned out great. Do you all have a superintendent, a full time superintendent for they that? They do now. Yeah. Tim since when I talked to Tim, they were hired one. He's since moved on. He manages the fields at yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Uh him and Clark Cox, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Clark does everything. But, yeah, uh, Clark's sort of over the whole thing, but Tim Tim's Tim's the grass guy. Oh yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah and, and 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 so he still still keeps an eye on what we do, but a guy named Mike Goodwin is is uh is our is is mainly there every day. The superintendent. And, Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. So now, when y'all go play golf locally around here, is it some Columbia Country Clubs, Wood Creek? Mm-hmm. Those are the two primaries. Those we're members at both both of those places, and then we bounce around a little bit, yeah. uh, play some of the other courses, and then we love going over to Camden. Oh yeah, that's uh, one of our favorite. We were places. just at Camden for our senior four ball, and I'm t- that place. Once is a year is enough for me, my man. Once a year. <laughs> it is funny about Camden. People either really, really love it, or yeah. or they don't. And yeah. but I think the, I think what gets you, like I said, we just did our senior four ball there, and I mean, you look at that scorecard for the seniors. We had it like at sixty one hundred, and everybody's like, ah, sixty one hundred. Well, then you get punched in the face a couple times, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you're like, wow, that's a long sixty one hundred. Yeah, you know, Matt, Matt Neesmith his whole time here couldn't stand Camden, but he loves Palmetto. Oh right. really? So so it just kind of a little bit of the same. But I, I feel like it is, yeah. But yeah. I, I love I love Camden. We get more separation if we're doing a qualifying. Usually more separation from around at Camden than just about any place we can play because it, it exposes um, it exposes you in so many different ways. Your 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 strategy, your your uh, your short iron um, play that kind of thing. We're gonna put it to a test this summer. We got the USAM qualifier out there. So, oh yeah, and cool. we'll 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 give it everything it's got. It doesn't need much, yeah. but uh, Nick Price, the superintendent Oof. out there, is doing he's, a fantastic job. He's doing a really good job. I mean, when, when they started like verticutting and top dressing and really getting some of the grain out of the, yeah. the greens, I think it, it just just took took on a whole. And new then flavor. they just did an irrigation project, mm-hmm. so that just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is really. And good. Matt yeah. McCarley's one of my dearest friends. Best. Just I love Slimmy. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's good. I like that. I like that. If you don't mind, I got two real serious questions to wrap this thing up. We're kind of getting our forty-five minute mark. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to know. You're fine. Social media. How mm-hmm. has that impacted? Because in 1995-96, there was no social media. There wasn't right. even MySpace back then. Mm-hmm. How has that impacted coaching or, or managing your players? It kind of gives you a peek at them if you got somebody monitoring them. Yeah, make sure they're behaving. Uh, is it a challenge? Absolutely, it is. And I, and I'm not. I'm not really. To me, to me, as I'm, I'm the, I'm trending away from from social media in the sense that I, I really don't, I don't like it. Yep. Um, from a lot of different levels, and so uh, I, I think going forward, you'll probably see me less and less active on it. I just think it's a it's a lot of uh, people saying, "Hey, look at me," and I think I think the the <clears throat> the what I'm seeing with the kids is. Is it's it's a it's a real distraction mm. yeah. to a certain extent. I mean, totally, you know, we'll be on a bus and trip, and I mean, they're just all on their they're not even like zombies back there, two feet from each <laughs> other, just just on their phones the whole time. So, well, do me a favor. It is, it is a it is a uh, challenge. If you do, if you back down your social media presence, any you know, don't stop doing those interviews that the Gamecocks do at uh, tournaments. Yeah, because you got those are worth <laughs> those are worth the admission right there. Because Bill will throw in yeah. some. Little zingers that you have to pay attention when they're, we're breaking down the tournament. And he's like, "Well, we did some buffet management. We zigged when we should have zagged mm-hmm. the biscuits." Hey, and yeah, they, they've um, there've been a few that I I, I think they, they want less and less of that right oh, now. They? But yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not, telling you, when when you were at the peak of that, I couldn't wait 
for the next video to come yeah. out. I really couldn't. Yeah. And start passing around. So, uh, last thing I want to ask, and Biff, Biff may have something else, but what's a piece of advice for a kid who does want to get recruited, not by you, but in general? I mean, I would say behave better. You know, not behave better, but keep you cool mm-hmm. when when you got coaches watching. What's something they should do that could help them? Um, I think I think the 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 big the biggest thing is is that they're only prior to getting prior to to coaching. I, I when I was a teacher, I I, I probably placed a, a, at least a hundred or more kids into or help them go to college to yep. play golf. Yep. And I've always felt this way going back years ago is that, that that a lot of these kids don't realize that that how many opportunities there are to play that might not be your favorite school. So so, so many kids yeah. and families think, well, I'm a Clemson guy or I'm a Carolina guy, so I, that's where I need to go to school. It would be great if you could, but, but you, you really – I mean, there's – East Tennessee we, State's not too bad either. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, when you look at NAIA, Division Three, Division Two, II, Division One, you total up all of those institutions. There's 900 or so opportunities. You start with that. I mean, that's an incredible amount of schools. Obviously, you can eliminate probably half of them in, in one one swipe. But I just think too many people have a narrow focus about that. I also think that the the way the world is now with with the transfer portal and 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 um, the way kids are moving around, the freedom they have to move around. That you know you're seeing more and more kids just they they need to to look at a place where can, can I just go play mm-hmm. and I think I think that's good I think I think a, a, for a kid to be um, a Paul Woodbury for example who was a great player for me didn't really even c- come close to getting our lineup on a regular basis till he was a junior in college junior year that's different now I mean kids kids can go to places and, and move around and play so. Um, my biggest piece of advice would be to open your eyes to to all of the opportunities first, and then narrow narrow your search down um, as you go. Um, behaving well is is good, but to be honest with you, the hardest thing about recruiting is you don't know what a kid's made of until they get to school and get their butt kicked. Yeah, you just don't. Um, once they get to school and they go through a little bit of adversity and and hang out with with nine other alpha male dogs peeing on every bush, peeing on the bush they want to pee on, <laughs> then you find out what, what they're made of. And without mom and dad. Without mom, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the biggest thing I see Yeah, when they go to college. And, you know, we talk, I was talking to one of the junior parents this past weekend at Watchesaw, and he readily admitted, he's, I, you know, here I am carrying a book bag with sandwiches and crackers and everything else in there. He's getting ready to go to school and get a real dose of life here in a second. So, um, Very yeah. good point. Yeah, but it's uh, – it's it's an interesting process. I don't I don't think it's um, there's no no cookie cutter formula for it, but it's um, there there are a lot of opportunities out there. I think at, at other program or, or a lot of programs that I think people don't don't look at for initially. In, in my opinion, heard it here first. Good advice. It is well, Bill. Let me tell you, man. I, you know, from the time we've been together, and I, I've watched you, I've watched you play in some events too. You some of our USGA qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I think I remember you down at Secession. We got in a playoff mm-hmm. down there one time. I'm on Seventeen. I remember right? that. the wind was blowing. Yep. You and Mark Anderson. I lost to Mark Anderson. <laughs> I didn't. You, you, can I tell that story? Real Absolutely, quick? man. This is your show. So I shoot seventy-two in the morning, and and the wind's blowing. It's just howling, and and I'm looking good. I think I'm in this thing, and. He's standing over there on 16T, and he's pissed. He comes through, and he's like three over par. 
And I'm like, come on, man, you can, you can, you know, make it, you can, he got, he, he, Eagles 16, birdie 17 or 18, getting a playoff with me. Yep. He talked him right into <laughs> okay. it, didn't you, coach? And then I hit it in hazard on, on 16, had to play left-handed yep. shot out and he beats my ass. And then, so what do I do? He, I go caddy for him at the sectionals in Atlanta Did after really? he beats me in the playoff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. I remember so, that. I think we actually had to convert 18 to a par three to get it done, the playoff done uh, for darkness, I believe, is what we ended up finally had to do with, with Anderson's final playoff. Okay, so I'm, I think it was so windy you didn't want to go to 17 for a playoff. Well, 17 was is, is one of those, you know, TPC things right, out down right. there. It was blowing. You know, if anybody's ever seen 17 at Secession, I mean, yeah. it, you talk about a poster stamp green. I mean, yeah. it was nothing on that green. Oh, yeah. And that wind was howling that day. So, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. We played it. We got it done. Yeah. So Well, Bill, thank you, my yeah. man. Thank you for being a part of it. Thanks uh, for all thanks, you do. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, we didn't tarnish your image too bad. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be waiting for my invitation to the meat fest. Don't wait too long because it ain't coming. <laughs> we I always have plenty. Y'all need to bring it. I won't be around this old town anymore for a long, long time. Gonna hit some roads, start looking for the end of the long white line. Gonna hit some roads, start looking for the end of that long white line. I woke up, my baby was gone without her. Don't need no home. Gonna hit some roads, start looking for the end of the long white line. Gonna hit some roads, start looking for the end of that. Anymore for a long, long time.